0: Hello, colleagues, and welcome to another Five for Friday episode of the Assistant Principal Podcast. Today's shout-out goes to the instructional coaches of Lexington Forest School District in Gaston, South Carolina. Emily, Marybeth, Carrie, Katie, and Amanda, I appreciate you taking time to give me critical feedback on the virtual leadership courses we've been talking about and helping me understand a bit more about micro-credentials. You know, the great thing about education is how willing people are to share their time and expertise. So thank you. Hello, colleagues, and welcome to the Assistant Principal Podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Frederick Buskey. We are all on a leadership journey. Every day, we have a chance to grow. Every day, we have a chance to help others grow. My goal and the goal of this podcast is to help you grow into being a strategic leader, a leader who puts people before purpose, who solves problems instead of treating symptoms, and who understands the difference between progress and action. Through this podcast, my daily email, and virtual programs, I'm working to build a network of inspired and inspiring school leaders. Let's get started on today's adventure and this unique opportunity to learn to live and lead better. Today's episode of Five for Friday recaps the strategic leadership emails for the week of August 29th through September 2nd, 2023. The entire week's emails are about change, specifically when a change initiative goes wrong, we hit the road bumps or Something just isn't going right. And the inspiration for the emails comes from an incident that occurred on Pam and I's recent Pennine Way hike from the summer. So the situation was that we knew we had a lot of ground to cover that day, but it was really, really hot. So for lunch, we went off trail in a little town and found the local pub, which was absolutely excellent. The food was great. We had some liquid to refresh, but then we began socializing. There were all kinds of different characters in this pub and we hung out for a while and we wound up staying probably two hours longer than we had intended. So we left the pub and we still had a long hike in front of us. And like I said, the pub was off trail. So we looked at our map and we thought, okay, we can go back the way we came and hit back to the trail and continue. Or maybe we can take a shortcut. Now, in England, they have this interesting situation where there are rights of way over land. So every piece of private land has to have a point of entry that people can cross through. So we'd seen a point of entry really close by and we thought, okay, we can take that and kind of cut off all the curves to get back to the trail and we can hit the trail and probably save 20 or 30 minutes. And again, it's getting, it's much later in the day than what we intended. So we're not desperate, but we know we need to push on. So we find the way to enter into this other private land, which is just what you do, found the trail and struck out. And after about 10 minutes, the trail started to become really, really overgrown. And Then we hit some mud, but we kept forging through because we just figured it's just a little bit farther and we'll uh, pick up the trail soon. After about 15 minutes, maybe 20 minutes, we found ourselves in kind of a farmyard, but it looked like an abandoned farmyard. We could see gates around and it looked like there had been flowers at one time, but it was just a mess. There was a farm building, like barns in front of us, and a burned out camper van to the side of us. So it was just kind of sketchy. And we were starting to feel kind of nervous. Pam went off one way to look and see if there was a, a way through a gate. And I started to meander a different direction. And at that point, two big black horses came out from I don't know where and inserted themselves between Pam and I. Now I'm a city boy. I grew up in San Francisco. I don't know animals. I'm uncomfortable around animals. We have more stories from the trip when Pam had to calm me down and, and, uh, you know, whisper to the animals. So I immediately got nervous. And one of the horses was looking right at me and I felt like, Ooh, he's staring me down. The other horse went over to Pam who is off near a fence, checking things out. So at this point, from my perspective, it became a really sticky situation. After some gentle maneuvering and Pam trying to calm down the horses and talk gently to them, the horse that was with on her side started to really nuzzle into her and want some affection and attention. But Pam and I finally worked our way back together and it it looked like there was a path out to the side of this farmyard. So we worked ourselves over to that And we wound up standing on this kind of concrete pad where there might've been a building at one time. And what we thought would be a good way to egress and get out was actually a field full of stinging nettles. So we turned back around and the two horses are blocking the path in front of us. And then there's fences and buildings to the right and left. So we're kind of trapped in there. At that moment, a farmer comes out and calls the horses now, I forgot to mention, these horses look really uncared for and unkempt. Their fur was just not clean. They hadn't been brushed. And the farmer that came out gave us a really dirty look and didn't say anything, which isn't really typical for this area. So the whole thing was just kind of sketchy. The barn was in bad shape. And I think I have painted the picture. So the horses were distracted long enough for Pam and I to start to back out of the bar out of the farmyard and then immediately find a place where we could just hit the road. Um, So we took the the trail that would get us to any road the road any road as fast as possible. So this is the big situation and of course this lengthy explanation was not in the week of emails so if you didn't read them you didn't miss the big story but from this as we hit back the road, and then eventually wound up walking just as far as we would have if we hadn't taken a shortcut, we talked about what the leadership lessons were from that. And so we pulled these three things. Anytime that you engage in a change initiative, especially a big one, there's going to be road bumps. And when we hit those road bumps, we have three choices. The first choice is just to go back the way we came and begin again, maybe striking out in a different direction. So at that first check-in point, when things first started to get rough, Pam and I could have reassessed the situation and said, you know what, this is a waste. We've already burned 10 minutes. We're going to burn another 10 minutes going back, but let's cut our losses and let's go back and then hit the trail the way we, we should without trying to take a shortcut. So one option when a change initiatives goes south is to just get into it and then just go back the way you came. Just give it up, leave it it, and return to wherever you were before. The second option then is to press on. And I think this happens a lot. We get on a path, things start to go wrong, but we just continue to push forward. Sometimes you can break through that hump and get to the place where you wanted to go. But many times we're encountering resistance and we're encountering problems for a reason. The reason being that that change maybe in the long run is is not actually what's best for us or our organization, our people just don't have the capacity to follow through with it. And so that's where Pam and I found ourselves. We continued to try to push through, but then in the end we encountered barriers that were just insurmountable, at least to a city boy with me who's not used to being around horses. So if we can't go back and we can't go forward, that leaves us with the third option, which is to consider how far we've come and then build on that and just go in a different direction. Sometimes we develop a plan, we buy a product, we try to implement something and we think it's gonna be great and it doesn't work out. It doesn't mean we have to totally abandon it. We can take the parts that have worked for us. We can take the things that have been positive. And then instead of following it through on a prescribed route, we can go in a different direction. We can think about our local context and what's best for our organization and what's best for our people And then reshape that change initiative into something that's more beneficial. So I hope you've found humorous and laughed a little bit about our story with the horses. But I also hope that you've been thinking all week about change and about the different changes that you're trying to roll out in your school or your business or wherever it is. And I hope that you've been critical in thinking about the capacity that people have, the amount of time, the amount of attention that they can give to those things. And if it's less than ideal, then I hope you'll think about whether it's worth it. Just be really intentional about working through this process and thinking, okay, is it worth it for us to push forward? Are we better off cutting our losses and going backwards? Or is this a time to make a pivot to build on what we have, but to go in a different direction? I don't think any of these is necessarily better or worse than the others. Your answer and the approach you take should be driven by the context you're in. At times we absolutely should push through to the end, but at other times we may be much better served to just forget it, cut our losses, and go back to where we were and try something else. And then there are those times when we've done enough work that we've seen something positive, we have something to build on, and then we can move it into a different direction. Well, that's it for this week's Five for Friday rendition of the Assistant Principal Podcast. Thank you for including me on your journey. If you'd like to walk more with me, I have a couple simple ways to do so. You can invest $9 a month to become a supporting member of our community. You'll get early and unfettered access to our free courses, a discussion area, a library of past content, and the occasional webinar. You'll also be helping me to continue investing both time and resources into producing this podcast, writing the daily email, and producing the other free content. Alternatively, you can become a full member of our Apex community and join me for monthly group coaching and lots of other perks. You can get details and links for either of these at my website at frederickbuskey.com. I look forward to seeing you next Tuesday for my discussion with Lisa Perry, a principal of a K-12 school in rural South Dakota. Lisa works with the state support program for teachers in years three through five, and we discussed what APs could do to help those teachers grow. Tune in Tuesday for a great episode. Please remember to subscribe and rate this podcast Rating the show helps others find it, and if you want to be a super fan, consider leaving a review. Again, you'll be helping others find the show, and you'll be making me smile. And maybe you'll even find yourself getting a shout-out at the top of the episode. I'm Frederick Buskey, and thank you again for joining me on this episode of the Assistant Principal Podcast. Cheers. Cheers.